You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Today we've got a very special guest. Once again, we always have special guests, but today it's something that's, you know, very important for the organization, very important for our audience to to hear and get to know the Ducks Unlimited president, Doug Schoenrock. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. Doug, just to do one thing that we always do with all of our guests, we let everyone kind of do a brief introduction of who you are, where you're from, how long you've been involved with DU, et cetera. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Gladly, gladly. You know, um, I was born in Iowa, of all places, in the heartland of America. And, um, you know, when I was about 10 years old, our family moved to Tennessee with my dad's job. And, and you know, over the course of a weekend during a fall school year, I uh, became a Southerner overnight. <laughs> so I went to Tennessee, took my favorite box turtle with me, and uh, I became a Southerner. And I thought it was really cool moving to the South because there were trees, <laughs> um, because all we had were cornfields. So I grew up there and ended up going to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And... Um, Grew up on some acreage, worked at various farms throughout my high school uh, career. Went to the University of Tennessee and uh, came back out of there. And once I started working for a company in Nashville, uh, some of the guys were duck hunting. And um, they invited me to go. And it was, you know, it was Corps of Engineer impoundment duck hunting on Old Hickory Lake at that yeah. time. <clears throat> so they drew for a blind and they'd invite me to go. And I didn't know anything about duck hunting. I was just uh, there to get the experience and I really enjoyed it. And and what I enjoyed as much as seeing the waterfowl was the camaraderie of the individuals and fixing breakfast and 
talking and it was seemed to be a very social sport in which um, you could communicate. It's not like sitting solo in a deer stand all morning long. And um, I enjoyed that part of it. Well, fast forward a couple of years, uh, we ended up moving to Memphis and um, our company, I was, I was just across the road over here at the, uh, with Jimmy Dean Foods and NHQ had just been moved here. So this was 20, 25 yeah, years early ago. early 90s. Yeah. Funny thing, uh, there was an email that came out that uh, the, the subject line was attention duck hunters. Well, it piqued my interest immediately. And uh, there was a sponsor event at the old Colonial Country Club. And um, they were looking for a couple people to go. And, of course, I'm thinking, if I don't respond now, I'm, I'm not going to get to go. So I didn't even ask permission. I just clicked, yes, I'll, I'm in. I'm going. I've been duck hunting before. And I wanted to learn a bit, little bit more about Ducks Unlimited. And so, you know, that was 25 years ago, call it. And so today, this is where you end up. Yeah. And um, um, it wasn't my goal, of course. But, you know, I was honored to, to uh, have been raised in such a way that conservation and hunting and um, uh, just the outdoor lifestyle was part of who I was. And, you know, working literally within 400 yards of Ducks Unlimited and finally getting it to go to a Ducks Unlimited event. Um, it wasn't much longer after that that I started working with the local chapter here, uh, became a volunteer, um, and then uh, we moved away, and I started a chapter. And I'll never forget, Charlie Lowry was my RD. And, um, you know, um, and Charlie's still around today and, and, and is a fantastic RD in Tennessee. And, you know, I can honestly say if it hadn't been for Charlie, um, I probably wouldn't have grown my DU legs like I should have. Yeah. And, and so Char I got to really hand it off to Charlie because uh, he did a great job and he still does today. And I still see him. I saw him at the Nashville corporate shoot a few weeks ago. And it's just like old home week when I see Charlie. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with him. And, and we have a host of RDs that are just like Charlie. And, it's, it's those guys who press the flesh with our volunteers and our area chairman and our state chairman. They transfer their passion into our volunteers, and they help fuel that fire in our volunteers. And our volunteers then fuel it into their committees. So I, I ended up uh, being asked to serve on the board and um, as an at-large member. And I remember my first national committee was the uh, Growth and Innovation Committee. It was kind of a think tank committee. And I was kind of a non-traditional board member. Um, I didn't grow up in a huge waterfowling culture. Um, I did grow up in an agricultural culture. My, um, my, my parents both are from farms in Nebraska, and all my cousins still farm in, in northeastern Nebraska. But I always had an affinity for conservation in the outdoors, and the Boy Scouts also helped shape that mm -hmm. for me as well. Well, after becoming on uh, a board member, um, obviously I went to all the meetings. I was just eating this stuff up as any more new board members do because the conservation mission and the conservation education by being involved with consummate professionals at Ducks Unlimited, it grows on you. Mm -hmm. And um, so it grew on me. And the next thing you know, one of the presidents, I forget who it was at that time, might have been LJ or John Tomkey, asked me to uh, chair one of his national committees and and. Since that time, I've chaired uh, corporate relations and marketing and communications and youth and education, and then also served as first vice president 
for a couple of years. So at the time, there were only nine or 10 advisory committees, and I've got about 30% of them under my belt. <laughs> and um, there is a lot of heavy lifting work done at the committee level. And I enjoyed that. Um, and it's funny because you do the work and it's because you have the passion. And when you have the passion, it doesn't feel like you're doing the work. And it's, it's really fun like that. And then you meet so many people that are uh, forever impacts on your life. My mentor when I first joined the board of Ducks Unlimited was uh, Julius Wall. Uh, Julius Wall is a past president, former attorney from Clinton, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Julian's no longer with us. And I still think about uh, Julius Wall's uh, jokes and sense of humor and how he took me under his wing and kind of just showed me the ways of Ducks Unlimited, even down to, you know, don't wear this color of tie and <laughs> and uh, don't be too flashy at a board meeting when you dress and, <laughs> and don't raise your hand unless you really have something meaningful to say, you know, just things like that. Yeah. And um, so I really respect that, as I respect all of the presidents who I've, I've served under. And there's been, oh, gosh, at least 10 of them. Mm-hmm. So I guess you wrap all that into it's a family. And and really, DU is a family. And, you know, I've often heard people use the cliche that you you show up for the cause, but you stay for the people. And I, you know, the longer I've been around, the more that's been true. So it's not a cliche. I think it's a fact. And new new folks I've introduced to DU are feeling that same way. And it's pretty cool because you see those people who will be taking on leadership roles. And then now that we have our, our collegiate group and our young people uh, more engaged, um, I see that at the college level. Yeah. And I see these rival schools hugging each other at our third-term event. And, you know, they're killing each other on the football field, but they're hugging each other in the hmm. DU headquarters. And that's pretty cool. To see that. Yeah, and that's something that kind of translates all throughout the organization. Yeah, yeah. You know, from the board of directors, you know, where you're at at, at the very top, you know, of the volunteer uh, group, all the way down to uh, the small events in, in Indiana and, you know, small events in, in Oregon, you know, that camaraderie, right. um, you know, builds. And I think it's something that, that many people within the organization, you know, really touch on. Um, one thing that I find is it's really interesting, you know, with you, as you mentioned, that, you know, you were a conservationist first. You know, and and that's that's a very interesting aspect to come into the organization as a conservationist. But, you know, kind of feeling out as kind of a duck hunter, learning mm-hmm. how to duck hunt. Um, it's a it's a cool perspective, you know, for me to look at and and see because I was kind of I was a duck hunter and then came in and, and learned more about conservation. But, you know, you've been in the organization for so long now. And I think pointing out the fact that this conservation mission is so important and that's why you've you've taken the steps to get to the very top of the organization, but what is it very specifically as far as, you know, conservation that you look at, uh, the conservation that Ducks Unlimited does. And you're like, that's what I want to be a part of. It was, um, exemplified during this advent of this pandemic we're living through right now and that we did not slip one single acre in mission delivery. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. And not only did we not slip, we over delivered. We, we conserved over 600,000 acres and, the last fiscal year, which is a record. You know, I love a good duck hunt as much as anybody. Um, I've learned to love a good duck hunt as much as anybody. I started as a conservationist uh, because I was a kid of the outdoors. You know, the the rules that I had were be home by dark. And I remember when, before I could take a shotgun, I had a rack rigged up on my bicycle for a fishing rod, and I terrorized every bass pond in our county. 
I mean, I knew the landowners. I'd get permission. I'd go fish. I wouldn't always keep my fish, but I'd usually bring a few home. And and then when I was old enough to go rabbit hunting or run a trap line, I had a, a scabbard on my bicycle. And by George, I had a shotgun or a twenty two in there. And so the part of what makes me a conservationist first <laughs> is realizing and just seeing in my short lifetime um, how much habitat is lost not just for ducks, but for squirrels, for quail, for pheasant, for elk, for deer, whatever. You know, the human species does a really good job of propagating, and we expand and we infect the, we affect the environment. And when we do, we remove habitat. Mother Nature can't correct what, what we do. Now, I do happen to believe that Mother Nature is always going to win uh, in the long run, but um, I just I – just, came of a mindset as I grew older and I had so many fantastic hunting experiences and whether it was chasing elk or bow hunting for deer or turkey or whatever. And I was so blessed to have so many experiences because I could go places where game was. And I started looking at future generations and I started talking to my grandfather who, <clears throat> you know, was born in the 1800s. And he was born before there was a duck stamp. He was born before there were really any game laws. They just started coming around in the late 1800s. And one thing he always impressed on me was, if you don't give back, future generations won't be able to take. So it's not so much about taking, but but boy, I sure would like to know that, you know, 100 years from now, some kid is getting to go on his first duck hunt and see a sunrise, or they're sitting in a tree stand and, and they have a squirrel come down the tree with them or they have a bird land on the edge of the stand and chirp at them for a little while. Those are the kind of things that so many of our kids don't get exposed themselves to today. It's, it's critical. I want to, I want to make sure that that's around and serving in this capacity and ducks unlimited is, is just one way that I think that it's a good. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina pro plan sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. 
Take it outside. Way to give back. Let's kind of talk about the DU presidents. Sure. Because I know that a lot of our listeners, um, they don't even know that the DU president is a strictly volunteer position. You know, there's a misconception out there and they don't even know how that works. So explain how, you know, how that works when you're sitting at the top, you know, of the organization. First of all, it's a very humbling opportunity, especially if you're in the mode of wanting to give back. It, uh, it is volunteer, and you know there's really not a structured pathway to get to it. The structure takes a life of itself in that the more you're involved, the more you learn, the more you contribute, then you'll be asked. I'm not aware of any presidents who have asked to be president of Ducks Unlimited, but I'm aware of a lot of presidents who have been asked to be president. And so I think you, I think you kind of do the work and earn the respect of your peers understand the mission of the company and just kind of falls in place that you may be asked. You know, I'll, I'll never forget the day that Rogers uh, called me, <clears throat> Rogers Hoyt, who was our president that I served under as first vice. Um, I was driving back from Home Depot or something and Rogers called me and I'm driving and um, he says, I'd like you to be first vice president. Well, when you get asked to be first vice president, you're going to be asked to be president within two years. And uh, I literally had to pull over in a church parking lot. I mean, I, I couldn't. I mean, it's like, Raj, hang on. I got to get my hands off the wheel, and I want to I want to hear exactly what you're saying. And then, you know, and so then you do some soul searching, and, you, and um, I talked to my wife, and um, um, I talked to my coworkers then, and my coworkers have all said, oh, my gosh, what an opportunity to, to give back. The journey to becoming the Ducks Unlimited president it's not a journey with the president being the quest, okay? It's a journey of, of love for the passion and love for the cause. When you demonstrate that and you can deliver on that and you can do a good job running committees and managing people and um, understanding our mission, then the presidency can come your way, no doubt about it. But there's really not a structure. No one gave me a piece of paper 20 years ago and said, this is how you do it, Yeah, you know? And I hope it stays that way. I'm sure it will. The, uh, you know, just to become the, the Ducks Unlimited president, you've probably attended uh, countless DU events over the years, you know, probably all over the country. What would be, I guess I would consider your most memorable DU event that you've attended? Probably the most memorable event that I, that I can recall. And I've been to a lot of, I've been to, in 25 years, hundreds of events. Um, I was at an event somewhere, and I, and I think it was before I was even engaged with the Huntsville chapter, which is where I live now. But I went to a Madison or a Huntsville, Alabama dinner. And a lot of chapters do this now, but this was my first exposure to it. They had a green wing raffle table. Every kid that was at that event walked home with a prize. And, you know, that was so cool. I mean, that's our next generation. Here they go. They're going home with something, a BB gun, a decoy, a a dove stool, something they're going home with. I mean, I got consumed in watching that. It's like, I cannot believe this. They knew in advance that every kid there was going to walk home with a prize. Not that, not that we're buying our kids into DU, but I think that it does wonders for the parents who are bringing the kids to see their kids win something at a, at a DU event. And, um, and you know, all of us adults that buy raffle tickets or, or things, it's a chance. We know it's a chance. Oh, yeah. And, um, but we also know the money's going to a good cause. 
you don't really know that about the kids yet, you know, but I think they start to learn. And once they start to learn, they become good DU members. So my most memorable event was watching the smiles on those kids. And when they started calling out those raffle ticket numbers and, and little Johnny or little Susie had a winning ticket, they ran up to that table to get whatever prize they were going to be given. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And this may be the same the same answer, but but what's the most fun DU event? I know, you know, there's some events all, you know, some wild events throughout sure. the country that um, everything from cook-offs to ice fishing tournaments yeah. and just the spectrum so awesome. It, the spectrum is, is far and wide. But, you know, culture comes to play in a lot of different DU events across the country. And I've been to small DU events in Canada and, I, and But most recently, I went to a major donor event in Long Island, New York, where I met uh, world-famous or world-infamous Dwayne Arnister. Um, Dwayne, and I was able to, to goose hunt with Dwayne, and uh, he hunts over 250 or 300 stuffed mm-hmm. taxidermy decoys. Phenomenal experience. To hear him blow a goose flute was like listening to an orchestra. And... But what was neat was I'd never been to Long Island, New York before. So, you know, one day we're hunting across from, you know, multi, multi-million dollar homes. And it's in January or December, January. And I said, gee, don't those people kind of get ticked off with us duck hunting across the slough from their house? And he said, oh, no, those are summer homes. And I'm thinking, okay, those are potential donors yeah. to Ducks Unlimited. <laughs> they don't even know you're yeah, there. <laughs> and, um but then the culture of meeting Dwayne's family, the culture of that part of the country really resonated strongly with me about how different we can be, yet we all believe in a similar cause. And then you, you go all the way to the West Coast and, and go to an event there, and the passion is the same. And the events are a little bit different, but the passion is the same. And then Wisconsin. Um, I was at uh, the Wisconsin State Convention uh, this past February. Kind of a cold time to go to Wisconsin. Those are those hotel conventions where you don't go outside. You just get to the hotel and you stay inside the whole time, especially if you live in the South. But um, there was an auction there um, that the items in the auction, it was a silent auction, had to be at least 30 years old or something like that. So it was old DU stuff. It was stuff before me. And I walked up and down that silent auction marveling at the things and to, and to see that old stuff there and realize the heritage since 1937 of stuff that's been around and all the DU logo things that are in people's closets or, or keepsake chests or whatever, it's amazing. And, and it really it had a deep meaning on me because I realized that, that my tenure as president of Ducks Unlimited is but just a fraction of time. And, and yet, you have such a fraction of time to try to make a difference. So when your feet hit the ground running, you run. And you run for two strong years. Yeah. And you don't look back. And you don't measure the cost. And you don't ask permission. You just go. And and to me, that's that's the way I approach this job. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, and that kind of leads me into my next question, which is the role of the DU president in some capacity is you you do typically would attend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of events probably, you know, whether it's just state conventions or, um, you know, along with the national convention, um, which we'll, we'll talk about here shortly. But, you know, how has the role of the president from your perspective and not just necessarily physically traveling, um, but also, you know, just the perception of coming into the organization, how has that changed 
with the pandemic? I'll probably go down as the president with the least amount of travel costs in the history of the organization. <laughs> but I'm going to look at that as a positive. First of all, it's easier on the pocketbook. Obviously, I'm a volunteer mm -hmm. just like all of our other volunteers are. But the advent of virtual has allowed me to be in three or four states on a single night talking with thousands of volunteers who I would never be able to do if I had to be there in person. That's impactful. You know, in a way, I feel like it's a bigger responsibility because I'm not worried about whether Delta lost my bags or whether someone's picking me up for the airport. I do what I call mullet Zoom meetings, all right? Collared shirt on top, shorts and flip-flops below the desk. Yeah. And I've met so many DU volunteers um, through my laptop camera that I would never get to meet in my first few months as president uh, if I had to go places. So the pandemic has uh, provided an opportunity for me to engage with a lot of volunteers in a lot of different capacities. But it's also required me to become a huge cheerleader for our cause and for our organization because we, we relish gathering around people. We like to see our friends in the duck world. And while we want to give them hugs and pat them on the backs and give them awards and say congratulations and socialize at events and, and toast to the ducks and that kind of stuff. And we're not doing that right now, you know? Um, so all of my senior staff, uh, volunteers and myself have had to step up our roles in trying to be bigger, better, stronger motivators. And I think that's critical. And it's critical because we can't be there in person but we still believe in the cause and they still believe in the cause, but you have to keep them. You have to keep your volunteers motivated. Yeah. And, and one of the big, you know, one of the biggest events that Ducks Unlimited holds every year is our national convention. Yeah. And, you know, that's coming up very soon on September 24th. And, and we encourage all of our, our audience members to join in on that. Um, how is that going to event going to be different for you? I mean, yeah. other than the obvious, but uh, you know, we're doing it virtual. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of led to the, the fact that you were, you've been able to reach out to volunteers across the country um, in a way that you may not have been able to. Yeah. Where with this, you know, when when you address that audience at with the convention, you the audience may be so much larger yeah. than what you would ever even possibly yeah. have at a normal convention. So, I mean, how has that kind of changed your mentality going into it? First of all, hats off to the fabulous staff because they've had to plan three conventions for the same year. It originally was going to be in May, uh, late May, early June in Orlando, and then we moved it to September, and now we're moving it virtual. So they've done a fabulous job, the staff has, in in planning for and making this convention exciting. My planning for it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit uh, surreal because, you know, I'll be the first president ever at Ducks Unlimited since 1937. I'll be the 45th, or I am the 45th president who didn't give an inaugural address to a convention audience. Being virtual is, is a bit of a challenge. I will tell you this, though. Being virtual is also going to provide an opportunity for thousands of more people to view our convention who could never go to a convention. And if, if we can reach several thousand people who we don't normally reach at a conventional convention, then I'm more than willing to do it unconventionally. Because if we can reach more people and sell that cause and weave that dream a little bit better with those people, then that's going to be better for our organization and for our mission delivery. So I'm excited about it being virtual. Wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, 
but it's going to be kind of fun. Um, um, there's going to be some uh, watch parties, I believe, watching the gala on the Thursday, the September the 24th. And um, my wife and I, Linda, and our dog Goose are taken out, taken off across the country, and we're going to surprise one of those watch parties. And oh, that's cool. We're excited about that. Um, you know, I'm not going to show up at the door with a publisher's uh, clearinghouse check. I'm going to probably show up with a six-pack of, uh, of something cold to drink and ask if I can come in and have something to eat. But uh, we're going to make we're going to make it fun and have some fun with it. Great, and I just encourage everyone who's listening, you know, get more information about the c- convention. Um, you can visit ducks.org/events and check out all the information there. Um, you know, one last question for you, Doug, before we let you go. And I know your your schedule is, is really busy right now. If you could sit down with a maybe it's just a duck hunter or maybe it's just a squirrel hunter, and and you could sit down and and address one thing, the one one thing that you want to share about Ducks Unlimited. You know, what is that one individual message that you want you know everyone to hear? from you, the Ducks Unlimited? Well, I think the first thing I would ask them, regardless of the sport they're participating in, I would say, do you like what you're doing? Do you like this water? Do you like that rapids? Or do you like being able to shoot that squirrel out of that hickory tree? And they're going to say yes, because they wouldn't be out there doing it if they didn't, right? And then I think I would say, you know, that could all be gone someday. And it takes people to step up and make a difference and do something. You may not have a lot of resources. You may have time. At Ducks Unlimited, we value time and treasures. And um, you don't have to be a super huge major donor um, to play a major role in forging the face of conservation for generations for the future. And so I would ask them first, do they enjoy what they're doing? And secondly, what would they be willing to do to help protect that in the long term? Even if I meant giving a little bit of time, maybe an hour a week on a phone call, maybe serving on a committee or maybe helping out with a banquet. To me, I've always felt that if, if I believe in something strongly enough to volunteer my time for it, then it's a pretty solid belief. So I would, uh, I'd ask them to, to basically give back and support that cause that's worthy of supporting. In my case, it happens to be Ducks Unlimited. Our volunteer ranks, you know, really are so dedicated and so committed. Everything from, you know, the small events throughout the country to you, you know, the Ducks Unlimited president sitting here. And, and I greatly appreciate you joining me today and, and really an enlightening all of our uh, our audience out there on who you are and, and what DU is to you. So thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'd like to thank Doug Schoenrock, the 45th president of Ducks Unlimited, for joining us today and sharing his personal experiences and, you know, part of the organizational message. I'd also like to thank Clay Baird, our producer, for putting together a great podcast. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us and supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. 
Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. 